When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Episode 10, The Secret Behind Naturally Overcoming and Healing IBS, Depression, Anxiety and Skin Conditions Such as Eczema, Acne and Psoriasis. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Sean is author of two best-selling books and the founder of a thriving family business called The Chuckling Goat, which provides natural health solutions to hundreds and thousands of people around the world for their depression, anxiety, eczema, psoriasis, and rosacea. Hi, Sean. Hi, Becky. How are you? Thanks. How about you? Good. Thank you for joining me today. I know that we've done some talking before about what you do and we got really involved in quite a long conversation. And then I was actually like, do you know what? Let's hold this. Let's hold this for when we are actually recording this. Because I think everything we were talking about was just so relevant and the conversations I'd had with you. So I'm super, super happy to have you on board today. Um, I'm really excited to be talking about what we're going to be talking about. So today I really want to be talking mainly about obviously the business that you have with Chuckling Goat and your books and kind of your ethos when it comes to kefir and goat's kefir when it comes to gut health and overcoming skin conditions such as eczema and everything that's linked to it. So I also really want to be talking about depression, anxiety, because I know your second book is coming out and that is a lot more linked to IBS and anxiety. So for me, this is something I'm really excited to be talking about because it's stuff I've battled with since a young, 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 young age. But before I go any further... I just want you to tell us maybe a little bit more about you and your background and kind of how you got to where you were today with the Chuckling Goat. Okay. Well, I started out in San Francisco. I was a city girl, career girl, journalist. I was a radio talk show host for 10 years. Wow. And definitely not domesticated. I could not boil an egg. <laughs> I came to Wales. I met my husband when I was 41. So there definitely is life after 40. Wow. <laughs> Gives me hope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Listen, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do until I yeah. was 45. 
And I didn't meet my husband until I was 41. So definitely, definitely. That's there's amazing. Hope. He was a self-sustaining farmer in Wales. And so we met and fell in love. And he invited me to come with my two children to live with him and his two children on his farm overlooking the sea, mm. which sounds great. And it was great, except that I had to learn to make my own soap, beer, bread, cheese, this was a fully self-sustaining farm and it was a huge learning wow. curve for me. Yeah. It was a huge learning curve. I can bet, I can imagine. So we were cranking along. I was learning to live on the farm and that was all good. And then my little boy started to have bronchial infections and okay. I would take him to the doctor, get antibiotics. And then a few months later, he'd be sick again and we'd go round and round. Yeah. Because it's in the addition that goat's milk is actually good for eczema, asthma, and bronchial conditions. Okay. So that was news to me. I thought that was kind of weird, but I was willing to go with it. Um, So we went to see a man who had a goat and we bought the goat and it was a beautiful black and white goat named Bithik. We started to milk the goat and I gave the goat's milk to my son and he immediately started to clear his chest. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, this is, you know, interesting. I've never come across this before. Pretty soon we had too much goat's milk. You know, we were producing more than we were drinking. So, and I was feeling bad because it was starting to go off in the fridge. Right. I Googled, what do I do with too much goat's milk? (laughs) And as you do, I came up with goat's milk soap and goat's milk lotion. And so I took myself off to darkest Yorkshire and took a class to learn how to make goat's milk soap and goat's milk lotion. Yeah. So we started doing that. Then my girlfriend called me and she said, turn on the radio. There's a woman talking about goat's milk on the radio. And it was Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, Mm -hmm. who is a very well-known author who deals with gut conditions and gut and psychology syndrome. So back in the day before anybody was doing this, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride was checking the connection between the brain and the gut. And she had actually, her son had been born autistic and she had treated him off the autistic spectrum using a powerful probiotic called kefir. Now I'd never heard of kefir before. So I was fascinated. I got on her website. I bought her book, read it back to back, thought it was amazing. I thought, okay, so She's Russian, and this stuff comes from Russia, and that's the connection. She was sort of using it before anybody had heard of it. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. So I contacted this woman, and I said, look, teach me how to make this stuff the same way that you would recommend it for your clients. Because I thought one thing I know about parents of autistic kids, they're busy and they're stressed and they don't want to have to be messing with making some kind of fermented product. So maybe we could make it, it could serve her clients and it could be a little market for us because I wanted to stop traveling. My husband and I met late in life. We wanted to be together. We were hoping to find something on the farm that would make the farm wash its own face so we could quit our day jobs. Yeah. Great. She taught me how to make kefir. We started, you know, making the kefir and drinking it ourselves and trying to sell it to health food shops. Now, this was a stretch because we would get in the car and we would drive to the health food shop and we'd say, here's this stuff. Mm. You've never heard of it. It doesn't taste very good. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tough sell. So, you know, we were kind of, we were selling a little bit, but not very much, but we were having fun. And then my husband who had had colitis for seven years, had a bad flare-up, went into the hospital, and they removed his entire large intestine while he was there. So he came back without his colon, but with an MRSA superbug infection down an 11 incision down his midline. Wow. Yeah. 
in this incision rather than healing every day they're like these little red mouths and they were growing every day deeper and deeper and the nurse would come and she'd put a little probe in there and she'd take it out and measure it and every day you know the depth was longer yeah and i'm no doctor but i knew that the day that that infection hit his vital organs yeah we were done game over yeah and had a look and he said i have no experience with anything of this magnitude i suggest you contact the surgeon who did the operation and he got in the car and locked the doors and left and zoomed up the track. And I went, okay, so wow. what am I supposed to do now? Because if you have MRSA, they don't let you back into the hospital. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he couldn't go back into the hospital. There's nothing else to cut. You know, everything that could be cut was already cut. Yeah. And the resistant infection is resistant to antibiotics. What that means is there's nothing to fix it. There's nothing they can do. And I thought, you know what? I am damned if this man is going to die on my sofa. I have not come (laughs) this far and worked this hard and kissed as many frogs to have him die. This is not the way my happy ending ends, right? This is not the way it is. So I started to do some research. You can't kill a resistant infection. So I thought, you know what? I don't like that answer. So I'm going to ask a different question. I'm going to ask the question, how do I bring everything into balance? Mm. Because that's a different question. And that question actually has an answer. And the answer was kefir. Yeah. Kefir works inside the gut to bring everything back into balance. It's sort of like a microbial ally. Yeah. You know, it's not just about killing off the bad bugs. It's about repopulating the good bugs. And what we have done with all of our chemicals and all of our science And don't get me wrong, antibiotics can be a lifesaver in the right situation. And I'm not a crank about it. You know, if you have a lung infection or a serious infection, I mean, let's be grateful that we have them. But here's the thing. The doctors overprescribe them. They give them out like candy. There are studies that show that the later in the day it is, the more doctors prescribe antibiotics. They're giving them out just to shut us up. Yeah. When you take antibiotics, it is like pouring bleach into the river. It kills all the fish inside your microbiome, not just the infection, but everything. And those fish are your immune system. Yeah. And so then like my little boy who was in this cycle, taking antibiotics, wiping out the immune system, and then you're open to a secondary infection. So you get sick again. So you go back to the doctor, more antibiotics, you know, the whole thing turns into a desert. And when that happens, it maps onto your body right? So on your skin, it looks like eczema and psoriasis. In your brain, it feels like anxiety and depression. Through your nervous system, it feels like fatigue. In your tummy, it feels like IBS, diarrhea, constipation, food allergies, food intolerance. In your sinuses, it feels like allergy, sinusitis, rhinitis. Yeah. And those things are all connected. They are all the leaves of a single tree and the trunk of the tree sits in your gut. And we are wiping that out. Which is so interesting because I don't think I could possibly be any more of the right person to speak to about this right now. So I was born with eczema on my cheeks. I had a rash on my cheeks from the moment I was born. And we'll get on to something which I want to know your thoughts on in terms of like whether you think it's linked or not. But I was born with eczema and as I grew up, my eczema got to the point where I would bleed. I had hay fever so severe. I had eczema so severe. I had my adenoids taken out when I was younger. Basically, I was in hospital my whole childhood. Every We'd go for like checkups every six months and in and out. And I had IBS, gluten intolerance, dairy intolerance. I was a happy child and I was super confident, but I really struggled with like, I guess not my mental health, but depression. I would get depressed really easily and really stressed really easily. 
And all of those things, my hospital was great in the fact that they would treat my hay fever. And they would treat them all separately. And the doctors were like, you know, you've got IBS, let's go on the FODMAT diet, let's cut out gluten, let's cut out dairy. And we did that from a very young age. And I think we also did that without a lot of education as to why we just got told to do it. So my mum then took me off milk as a baby and introduced soya milk, which then played havoc with my hormones because I was literally brought up on soya milk. And that was the only alternative we had then. So I guess I'm as big of a mess as it possibly gets. So why do you think that it has become such an epidemic? Maybe other than the antibiotics, because I did get a really bad bout of glandular fever, but I was 16 at this point already. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had like antibiotics, but... What's your thoughts on, I was born into quite a stressed environment. My father had passed away a few weeks before I was born. So I was born into a very stressed life. My mum was obviously grieving. Do you think that that ever has a role to play in anything? Absolutely, 100%, it does. Mm. And some of the science in the new book, which is called The Key for Solution, Natural Healing for IBS, Depression and Anxiety, is specific. There is a study they did that showed that if you experience childhood trauma, it impacts your gut microbes and it impacts the way that you produce serotonin inside your brain. So serotonin is super important. If you imagine... You know, the gut microbiome is like the Amazon rainforest and there's all these beautiful little bugs and birds and leaves yeah. and trees and deer and jaguar, you know, in a perfect situation. <laughs> They're all functioning and coexisting and breeding and fighting and so on. Then the 2% of yeah. your gut cells are called EC cells, enterochromaffin, and their job is to produce 95% of your body's serotonin. Wow. Serotonin is unbelievably important inside your body. It controls pretty much everything, including, oddly, your ability to make good choices. Yeah. It sounds crazy, but that's what serotonin does. Inside your brain, serotonin is the happy hormone. It produces feelings of happiness and contentment. Inside your gut, serotonin is responsible for the movement of the smooth muscles and the processing of food through your body in a smooth and painless way. So childhood trauma dumps a lot of cortisol into your system, Cortisol is like a tidal wave, like a tsunami sweeping through your little Amazon rainforest, knocking all your little critters off the perches. Now your microbiome is disrupted, your gut microbes are disrupted, and those beautiful birds of paradise that are supposed to be producing the serotonin, not so much. They're dead. So no serotonin, no happy, and no painless processing of food inside your gut. Yeah. Really interesting. Where is the work to be done in terms of getting people to understand that these are all connected? Right. So I'm just setting up a new blog site and I couldn't decide what to call it. And I'm calling it Sean.one because like that's all I have to say is it's all connected. Yeah. Not the case that you have eczema and food intolerance and asthma and all these things. You have one thing. You have microbiome damage. Yeah. And it is showing up all over your body in different ways. The good news is that once we understand that, once we understand the connection and particularly the connection between the brain and the gut, Mm. then we can heal it. We can heal the whole thing. Now, obviously, it's much easier to address the gut than it is the brain. Yeah. So the beauty of something like kefir is that it's called a psychobiotic. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a new – I did not make this up. This is a new thing. Yeah. It's even you know the military is researching it and everything. This is very cutting-edge science. Kefir is provably effective – on the brain. Wow. So you change the gut microbes and that impacts the brain. And it's 
just as effective or more than chemical antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And it clears up your IBS at the same time. Yeah. So what's not to like about I that? I know. But what, why are we so... Like, I got tested for Crohn's. I got tested for all the autoimmune diseases, and they didn't... They just came back as you don't have them. So why are they so afraid to really, like, talk about this and say, you know what, guys, this is what you're struggling with, and it isn't a separate thing? Is it just because of the lack of the research? I think it's because the way the medical system is set up is yeah. a specialist system. And they're all separate, and they do not talk to each other. So Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride, who I mentioned earlier one of her groundbreaking pieces of research, and this was you know, back in the 80s now, she realized that 100% of people who have depression, schizophrenia, yeah. anxiety, ADHD, any of those disorders, including dyspraxia, they all have gut disorders. There's a 100% yeah. correlation. Nobody had ever noticed because the gut doctors never talk to the psychologists. Yeah. It never occurred to anyone to correlate that data. And interestingly, she was a mother who was desperate to find a solution for her child, just like me. Yeah. I tell you what, the power of a woman with her back to the wall when she needs to find a solution for her family, like, yeah. do not get in her way. Yeah. And that's what I love about women. I coach women who are starting their own businesses, and it's just something I do for fun. Wow. But the way that women can connect dots, we're mm. great at that. We're great at making connections. You know, I don't mean to gender stereotype, but the conventional medical establishment likes to break things apart. Yeah. You know, you got a plant, great. Let's extract what works and put it in a pill and sell it. They're all about breaking things down. Yeah. And you have to treat it as an ecosystem. You can't just pull out one piece of the ecosystem and kill it off because yeah. you affect the whole thing. We're all connected. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's kind of groundbreaking and really interesting. And I think what I've noticed with my audience, whether it's through the magazine or through my work as a blogger and an influencer and a health coach, is that what I'm seeing is that there is a rise on it. So I started Alternatively Healthy because of my IBS. And two years ago, I got a food infection, would be three years ago now, I got Helicobacter. And that was it. Game over, wiped out. My skin flared up. I couldn't eat anything. I got gastritis off the back of it. And I was at my wit's end and I was... 22 and I was like okay I'm too old to have acne it's really funny because well, I'm actually showing it it's all coming out again but I was like I'm too old to have acne I can't deal with this anymore I was managing a team of 15 girls in my department all of which had IBS and hormone imbalances and just so much going on and I was like I'm clearly not the only one and my family live in LA and they started feeding me content about gut health and so that's when I first started learning about it and the body ecology diet was the first thing that I learned which was kind of a candida meets gut health like reset and I did that and I basically I mean it was a version of starving myself for six weeks not starving myself but I had to eat very small amounts of food lots of veggies and protein and I got really ill and really slim and everyone thought it was something else but it really was me just trying to heal so I started the blog it was a blog at the time and not a magazine to share what I was learning and then it became a bit of a thing and I realized how many people were dealing with and I know that there's a lot of talk about obviously antibiotics but what I'm really interested in talking about is because obviously you said we like to connect the dots quite a bit. And you mentioned cortisol there and its power in kind of what we're doing. Now, we've become a population of women obsessed with exercise, obsessed with being busy and obsessed with working out, being busy all the time and doing loads. I have three businesses. I make sure I sleep and I've implemented yoga and meditation, all of that stuff to like make me survive. But a lot of people don't. 
So do you think there is a link there with the growth of women that I know that no longer have periods and have hormone imbalances and struggling with IBS that never did? And the rise of exercise, working out six times a week with this high intensity, really quite high powered, stressful exercises. Do you think that there might be a link there? I do. And I would say this. They say you are what you eat. Yeah. And it's not true. Yeah. Actually, you are what you absorb. Right. If you are not breaking down what you eat properly, it doesn't matter what you eat. You could be eating raw organic gold every day. And it doesn't matter because you're not breaking it down. Yeah. Once your gut microbes are compromised, all bets are off. You're not going to break down your food properly. And none of the trillions of cascading events that happen every millisecond, nothing is going to work right. Because instead of being broken down into nice little rectangular bricks of dopamine and serotonin and so on to go into the receptor and go click and release ah happiness, you've got molecules that are wonky and they go, you know, and they go into your brain and there's, Mm -hmm. there's no happy. There's, you know, instead there's anxiety and depression. And that's only one transaction that similar transaction occurs with your endocrine system and your bones and your skin and your muscles and your, you know, your body's trying to run all of these activities based on energy gained from the food that your gut bugs are supposed to be breaking down. Now, your gut microbiome is attacked constantly by the four things that I like to call the four horsemen of the gut apocalypse. Okay. Okay. And those are antibiotics. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Stress. And environmental toxins, like the things that we find in our personal care products that we're slathering all over our body and our cleaning products. So the average woman, by the time she leaves the bathroom in the morning, has hosted over 515 unique chemicals. And many of those leach into the system and actually alter your DNA such that your cells no longer recognize each other and they turn and fire on each other as invaders. Your system turns in on itself and starts attacking itself. So because we're all getting impacted all the time, I mean, show me someone who doesn't deal with stress, right? Show me someone who isn't eating some kind of sugar. I mean, hopefully we're coming off the refined sugar, but it's in everything. It's hard to avoid. Environmental toxins are around us all the time. Even if you're clean in terms of the products that you're using and putting on your body, there's a certain amount of pollution and you know, you just can't avoid it all the time. If you're talking about someone who's really driving themselves in the way that you're talking about with the over-exercising and driving yourself to the gym six days a week, you're looking at adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Okay. So your practices, again, you're an ecosystem. I love to say this. There are 10 to the 24th bacteria inside your gut. That's as many stars as there are in the observable universe. And I love that. That's how it is. You're the planet and they're the inhabitants. So you need to have developed sustainable processes that nurture yourself as an ecosystem, the same way that we need to nurture the ecosystem out. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Outside us. Yeah. And the rules are really simple. You know, for any ecosystem, whether it's a baby or a dog or your gut or the planet outside, love it, feed it, don't poison it. That's it. Yeah. It's not complicated. No. And don't drive it into the ground. By God, you know, if you're trying to do something to nurture yourself, don't drive yourself unless that actually works and makes you happy and is sustainable. Yeah. Otherwise, you will burn out. Yeah. And I think that's something we are definitely going into where I think we as women are fitting in our workouts, we're fitting in our jobs. We also are believing in ourselves enough to launch another business and we're kind of running ourselves into the ground. And I know for me, oh, I get myself rested and relaxed. I run myself into the ground for three months and then I go away on holiday and I rest and relax. But something's got to change that I'm not constantly resetting, having to reset and having to burn out to then refresh. And I'm completely aware of that. And I think if we talk about your first book, so The Good Skin Solution. Actually, the very first one was called Secrets of Chuckling. Oh, yes, that was the first one. My introduction to the farm. So that was the intro on what you do. And then as a business, you have skincare and you sell goat's kefir, right? Right. So why goats as opposed to, because kefir is something, and for those of the people out there who don't know what kefir is, you briefly explained it at the beginning. But if you want to add any more as to someone who doesn't know what it is, we did do a podcast the other week on gut health and the importance of probiotics and kefirs. But there are kefirs that I've seen out there that are dairy kefir, that are coconut kefirs, that are just normal milk kefirs. So what's the difference with the goat? So first of all, so I say kefir, sorry, because I'm American. Yeah. Equally correct. Kefir is a fermented milk product. And you make it by the kefir grain, which is not a wheat grain. It's a little constellation of yeast and bacteria, and it's living. It will um, replicate and double in size. And so you take that grain, you put it in milk or whatever you're fermenting, and leave it for an amount of time. And then the microorganisms are literally eating the milk and transforming it. And then you strain the grains out. You keep them because they're alive, and you drink what's left. And that's like the consistency of drinking yogurt ideally tastes very tart and tangy. It is not sweetened and we'll talk about that so it's very ancient thousands of years old it comes out of the black caucasus mountains of russia it was discovered because there were people there who were living to be incredibly old and very healthy and the russian government said oh hang on what's going on in there and they went in to get it out so that's kefir now there's different types of kefir Mm -hmm. and you can use different things as a base milk provides the strongest base for probiotics so that's why you see you know probiotic yogurt and yeah. things like that because milk is a powerful base for the probiotics it's stronger than anything else kefir by the way is like yogurt but a lot stronger okay. so yogurt has what we call transient bacteria that actually gets killed in your digestive process so it's essentially a waste of money kefir has transient bacteria that has been proven to survive your digestive process so it actually does impact your gut okay that's the difference between kefir and yogurt Okay. And sometimes I do recommend, like if there's somebody who's been really struggling since birth and like you, for example, sorry, 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 sorry. Give me one second. I actually think that my kefir has just arrived. Did you look at that? Perfect for timing. No way. (laughs) Yeah. It's just turned up. (laughs) (laughs) I did not arrange that. You did. 
<laughs> for those of you listening, I have just had my deliverer of kefir to my house to get started. So this is brilliant timing. I can't wait. Yeah, go on. Sorry, carry on. Oh, that's really funny. That's brilliant. brilliant. Synchronicity. That yeah, is synchronicity of the universe right there. <laughs> so if you're looking at kefir, there's water kefir, and you'll see like coconut water kefir yeah. or maybe some kind of fruit water kefir. Water kefir is a lot weaker than milk kefir. Okay. The situation that you just described to us where you've basically been struggling with different you know, autoimmune symptoms since birth. Yeah. I would say that that's in terms of severity, that's level five. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, all right, 18 months ago, I had a root canal, dose of antibiotics. I've had eczema ever since. I go, you know what? Not a problem. We can sort this out quite quickly. That's a relatively recent, relatively minor disturbance yeah. in the microbiome. Your system... All due respect has never been right. No, it literally <laughs> never has. From the beginning, it has never been right. No. You're like a car with a spare tire. It's like it's going, but you know, there's a certain amount of grinding going yeah. on. So I would suggest that you, with your keeper, start very slowly. And yeah. I do mean slowly. I mean one tablespoon, I mean maybe even a teaspoon for you. Yeah. A teaspoon a day. Because if you chunk down that whole 170 mil, you will throw yourself into the worst detox you have ever yeah. seen. And you do not want to go there. What does that look like? <laughs> oh my goodness. It can be headaches, wind, nausea, brain fog. Your skin condition can flare. Mm. You know, any of the autoimmune symptoms can get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. And so because kefir is so powerful, we like to trickle it into your system. You know, work your way really slowly. And if that's too strong for you, then keep in mind you have your hands on the controls. Mm. You go back down to water kefir. It's possible that you might need to start with yeah. water kefir. Yeah. Because the milk kefir might be too strong for you. And if that's the case, just pop it all in the freezer, get yourself some water kefir, yeah. take that for a while until you work yourself up. You've got to take a pint of water kefir to be the equivalent of wow. 170 mil of milk kefir. So that's the difference in the strength. And just as a question then, so with the skincare range that you have, obviously there's different ranges. Yeah. Could those results happen the same thing if you're putting it topically on your skin as if you were drinking it? Yes, in fact, if I'm talking to you about this, I would not recommend that you go straight in with the lotions because at the early stages of a dysbiosis, the kefir lotion is probably going to be too strong for you. Interesting. So I think I sent you a balm as well, did I? You sent me a balm, but do you know what is interesting? So for those listening, I've been using the skincare for the last couple of weeks and actually it cleared up and then kind of got way worse. But I've really been interestingly suffering with like real exhaustion and headaches and just feeling a little bit like... So that's why I was wondering, like, is that linked or am I just generally at a point of burnout right now? Or You wouldn't absorb enough kefir through the Fine. skin to cause a detox. Okay. Although I would think that it's too strong for your skin at this point. So this is how the business developed. I was getting feedback from people and some people said, brilliant. I drink the kefir. I put the kefir lotion on my skin, my eczema gone. Yeah. Some people said, I'm putting the lotion on my skin and it's actually causing a reaction. Yeah. And I went, hmm, what's going on there? So I did the research and figured it out. Like, oh, yeah. if you're really there, it's too strong for you. And so I created this foam. It doesn't have any kefir in it. And so while you're drinking the kefir and getting your system healed, you can use the balm wow. on your skin until you get to the point where you can tolerate the lotion. That's amazing. Does that make sense? Well, really interestingly, I used the lotions on my skin and it was amazing. On my actual body on my skin was absolutely fine. It was just on my face where my flare-up already is that it got worse. 
it's going to hit everybody differently. So wherever your particular weak spot is, yeah. you know, the keeper is interesting and I'll be fascinated to hear. I want you to report back to me as you, you know, go through the experience of starting to take the kefir because as your system heals, the kefir kind of works through your system almost in a spiral. So the first thing people report is that they have more energy and it improves their mood. And the second thing they report is that the IBS symptoms go. Now, is brilliant for that. The reason I wrote this book was my attention was on skin. That was where I started out. In the process of working with all the clients, people started reporting back to me and going, hey, my IBS is gone. Yeah. And I'm feeling really good. And I'm feeling really calm and really happy. And I went, okay, that's nice. But I'm interested in skin. Yeah. But the reports were so strong. That's what drove me to turn and look at the IBS anxiety and depression yeah. connection. Of course, what I found was your brain and your gut are 100% connected. Yeah. If you affect one, you affect the other. And the reason for that is it's all one thing. Yeah. You have a hundred billion neurons in your brain. You have a hundred million neurons in your gut. Same neurons. They work the same way. They both use the same neurotransmitter, which is serotonin, which yeah. we've already talked about. And if you devastate your gut microbiome with any of those four horsemen of the gut apocalypse, sugar, stress, antibiotics, and environmental toxins, you will impact both your gut and your brain. Mm -hmm. And so with the kefir, you're going to be putting those good bugs back inside your gut. Now, those work in three different ways. They're going to put good bugs in there. They're going to suppress the bad bugs. It does both. Yeah. You know, the good bugs kind of like go in like a sheriff, you know, and they're going to like round up the bad guys yeah. and put them back in their buff. And it also reduces inflammation mm. all over your body. So that's part of why it's going to affect, you know, if you have joint pain, it's going to help with that. If you have breathing issues, asthma, it's going to help with that because it just brings down the level of inflammation all yeah. over your body. Also for you, I wanted to mention, I also recommend, so there's recipes and tips and hacks and additional supplements that can be really helpful. One of them for you is ashwagandha. Yeah. Ashwagandha is great. I for anyone that. who doesn't know about it, yeah. run, don't walk, get yourself some of this stuff. I took a, a course, a medical herbal course with the teacher, Annie McIntyre, who was the original herbalist at Trill Farm mm -hmm. and also for Neil's Yard. Oh, wow. And she's brilliant, amazing. And I said, what do you take every day? And she said, ashwagandha. And I went, ashwagandha? Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of it. Here's what it does. It's an adaptogen and it lowers the amount of cortisol in your system. Yeah. It just lowers it. It lowers your stress. It helps with anxiety. It helps with depression. And so because you're describing adrenal burnout and you mm. sound like you're right on the edge of that, yeah. I would love to see you taking one teaspoon of ashwagandha every day. Yeah. Take that for about three weeks and you will notice a difference yeah. in your adrenal system and it will protect you against adrenal fatigue. I did actually get, when well, I was just recently got back from LA and I got given some, but it was in a powder form, I think with holy basil and something else. All right. I do put that in my smoothies, but I actually had stopped for the last few weeks. I think for me, I'm at the point now where if anyone's listening to this, where I guess I had cut down my meat intake quite a great deal just because I was eating quite a lot of protein, like fueling my workouts. So I was like eating quite a lot of protein and I've kind of suffered with like my digestion is appalling and you know constipation has been part of my life forever so I cut down my meat intake and I did feel a hell of a lot better but then I struggle with my mornings I think my morning meals because if I go back to when I went and reset where I was eating and I was having not protein really before 11 o'clock and kind of like easing my way in I find that I really just do have to start my day with a smoothie that's got like 
101 things packed in it with lots of fruit and lots of goodness because I stopped doing that for a couple of weeks and I noticed the change in my body. For someone now who's sitting in a place who either has... I mean, I see it in all amongst my friends. They've got skin conditions. They've got hormone imbalances. They're not getting their periods. They've got IBS for the first time since they've had it ever. They never struggled with food. And they started to think they're intolerant to certain foods. So you think that the first point of call is to start and implement kefir into your diet. And that's it. Like, literally, that's the most fundamental thing that you think that people should be going on to do. That's number one. Yeah. There are other things that then support the kefir. Yeah. And it's kind of why I wrote the book, so that you can sort of get the other things that will help. Yeah. One of them is definitely the ashwagandha, and that's the next one that I would implement. I take it in a powder. Mm -hmm. I don't mix it with anything because, you know, like with the holy basil, I maybe don't want that every day, but I do want the ashwagandha every day. And I'm with you on the smoothie, by the way. We have a smoothie every day, and it's keep – my 12-year-old kid makes it. Wow. And then we have berries, and we have ashwagandha, Mm -hmm. and then we have one of those super green powders that has a bunch of sort of chlorella and all that kind of stuff in and that's what we drink. We drink, everybody drinks a big smoothie on the farm. And then we usually have some kind of protein meal around 11 o'clock because mm-hmm. we sort of start early and then yeah. we want to break around that time. So I'm with you with yeah. the smoothie. And the keeper's a great base for that. For the smoothie, yeah. The smoothie. But definitely ashwagandha, just the fact that it lowers the cortisol level in your system, prevents against adrenal fatigue. And the third thing that I think really works effectively with the kefir and the ashwagandha is collagen. So collagen, so important. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing a head nod there. Well, you're you seeing that? a head nod because again, in LA, my sister introduced me to these collagen powders to put in your water. And again, yesterday I got myself in a bit of a tears and I was like, right, what is going on? And why has everything got worse? And I was like, oh my God, I'd run out of my collagen. And I just ordered a whole load of it. It's not a big thing in the UK at all. It really isn't. No. But yeah, tell us, tell us why collagen is so important. Okay. So The lining of your gut is only one cell thick. Mm -hmm. It's like tissue paper and it gets ripped and torn. Collagen is the nice gluey stuff that your body needs to heal the lining of your gut and really the lining of all your organs, including like your joints, you know, the nice slippery stuff that makes your joints move and not grind. For example, your skin, your hair. If you think about a baby, you know how they have that lovely peachy skin that you just want to bite. That's collagen. And collagen is what we lose as we age. So if you think of the normal aging process of, you know, the hair getting sort of dry and lusterless, the skin, you know, good and Mm -hmm. I'm a granny. So I, (laughs) I can, I know all these things, right? I'm living the reality here. That's collagen. You start to slow down your collagen production. That means you have to consume it. Yeah. And I'm so, you got to have it and you got to have it every day, like religion. Now I used to suggest that people make bone broth and bone broth is great, but reality, nobody's going to make and drink bone broth every day. It's not going to happen. It's just not. So my new concession to reality is take the Blinken powder supplement. It's quick. It's easy. Scoop it, put it in your smoothie, job done. Yeah. You you can mix it with a hot drink, a cold drink. I'll tell you what I do. I do a smoothie in the morning. Then I also do a superfood latte. Wow. So I I use goat's milk. I I really want to talk about goat's milk and cow's milk because you asked about that earlier. So I put ashwagandha, I put Siberian ginseng, and I put my collagen into my coffee cup and just put some water in there, and then I top it with a goat's milk latte. Yeah. Because coffee... Good news is not harmful for your microbiome. Oh, interesting. I took myself off coffee recently just because I really found it was heightening my anxiety 
and I was getting real like lows and just yeah, my body hated it it couldn't handle it I've got such a sensitive body like I don't take any tablets I can barely take paracetamol I get an allergic reaction to pretty much anything that goes in my body like when we talk about being off whack and in a bit of a place I think I am all that is me to a T but I think the biggest job and like I guess for people listening is it's a big job I know that I need to like dedicate six weeks or a serious amount of time to do this. So taking the kefir, obviously I'm assuming cutting out sugars, it's something I don't have any sugar in my diet. I have no refined sugar. I have no gluten in my diet. I have no dairy in my diet at all. But oddly, I can have goat's cheese. That's where I was like really getting at the whole goat's versus milk thing because I actually can have feta and I can have halloumi. It's like when I have cheese, it's instant. I get a rash on my face straight away, which might be why I've had a bit of an outbreak now because I might have had some butter in something that I didn't know. I am so intolerant to it. But for some reason, the same thing does not happen to me when I have goats. Well, that's a great point, and there's a perfectly good reason for that. Yeah. Goat's milk is considered hypoallergenic, which means it is not allergenic. Wow. Babies who can't even tolerate their own mother's breast milk can often have goat's milk, and they are given goat's milk. Many people who think that they are dairy intolerant actually are only allergic to cow's milk. Yeah. Cow's milk contains the A1 casein, which is nasty, nasty, nasty. It is a nasty allergen. It is a trigger for autoimmune. It is a direct trigger for eczema, and it is inflammatory to the gut. So when I'm giving dietary advice for people who are doing this sort of kefir solution, I don't say get rid of all the dairy. I say swap out the cow's milk dairy for goat dairy. So actually goat butter is delicious and it's Mm -hmm. good for you. It creates butyrate inside your system, which is great for your immune system. Goat milk is hypoallergenic. Goat cheese, as you say, you know, yeah. even someone who's super allergic can usually tolerate it. Yeah. There's lovely goat cheese. There's hard cheese, soft cheese. There's cheese that melts. It makes a big difference to be able to consume some of that dairy. Yeah. And you need those good fats. Yeah. People who go completely dairy-free, I get concerned about that because yeah. quite often they're not getting the fats. a lot of the things that they need. And the calcium. Uh, we also talk about adding good fats in. So salmon, walnuts, coconut oil, flaxseed oil yeah. is important. And then we talk about good grains. So in my mind, a good grain is low GI and gluten-free. And so we're looking at things like oatmeal, amaranth, millet, quinoa, buckwheat. Yeah. Because all of those things, it's gluten-free. Even if you're not celiac, what's important about getting rid of the gluten is gluten is an irritant. Yeah. Like cow's milk is an irritant. It just Mm -hmm. inflates your gut. And so we're trying to remove those irritants while the kefir is doing its work. So sort of reduce the inflammation, calm everything down while you're putting the good bugs back in there. So earlier you mentioned the low FODMAP diet. Yeah. And people do get results with that. And the reason is that if you remove the irritants from your diet – your gut inflammation will calm down because it's not being so sort of irritated all the time. However, my issue with those diets is they are not a long-term solution. You are not going to be able to eliminate your way to better health. You've got to put the good bugs back into your system to get that microbiome thriving again. And once you have it thriving again, you need to start eating different foods. So a healthy microbiome, 
at the Taymount Clinic, which is where they do fecal transplant, I'd say to people, look, you don't like the taste of the keeper? Let me tell you, it's better than the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> and fecal transplant is the next stop down the road. So easier to drink your keeper, right? Yeah. The healthy donors at the Taymount Clinic, they are asked to eat 50 different foods a week. 50? Yeah. Now, how many different foods do you eat a week? Probably you know, t- most <laughs> of us do not eat that many because no. we narrow and narrow and narrow until we're eating sort of three things all the time. Yeah. But you're after in your gut, just as in the outside world, is biodiversity. You want more, more strain bacteria, more diversity. You want a thriving, bustling, biodiverse system in there. Mm. So that's the goal. We're going to put the good bugs back in. Yeah. And then once they're in there, we're eating more different kinds of things to keep it very vibrant and alive. Yeah. Eating should be fun. You know, remember that? Yeah. No, and I think you're <laughs> so right. Eating was fun? I think that's the missing link is putting it back in because I kind of do all of those things that you say. I cut out refined sugar. I eat buckwheat. I eat amaranth. I eat all of those things, everything. I have healthy fats, avocado, salmon. I do it all. So then I'm like, okay, right. It's because I don't have the good bacteria back in me. I'm not supplementing it back in. And I think that's where the missing link is by talking to you when I relate it to me is that I'm sure there's plenty of people here that listening that aren't doing all of those things that are taking foods out without realizing what else needs to be supplemented. A lot of people have gone vegan and being dairy-free and gluten-free is also extremely hard. So to be vegan and be gluten-free is kind of impossible because a lot of the vegan food has gluten in it. And you're kind of just refined to nothing. And I think that's the issue is a lot of people are desperate to try and change their health and they're making changes that are very uneducated and they're not really looking into where they need to then bring other things in. So it's super, super amazing. And thank you so much. This is like insightful. I would love to do so much more work with you in terms of like events and getting this information out there. But thank you so, so much for joining me today. And all of the information from you and the Chuckling Go and the information on your new book. When's the new book out? It comes out June 24th. Amazing. So very soon, I can't wait to get my hands on one of those. But thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.